happy Sunday to you. Happy first Sunday in September. I want to remind you that last Sunday, and my sense is that I'll continue to remind us in the words of Richard Rohr, who is a an American Franciscan priest. He's a writer on spirituality and a founder of the Center for Action and Contemplation. He said that the true purpose of mature religion is to lead you to ever new experiences of your true self. And the reason I wanted to remind you is because we I am, we are endeavoring to offer, present new experiences, additional opportunities for us to be in touch with, recognize, experience our true self. I feel as if he absolutely offers us a challenge in a sense. To say, if you're doing this, are you doing the real thing? Are you doing what needs to be done? And so my response is that we endeavor to do exactly this. To ensure that every Sunday, every Wednesday, and every class, if you are calling in for prayer, if you are watching, listening to any of our um, podcast or However you intersect with heart and soul, our intention is to illuminate your true self so that when you complete that experience with us or you stop and rest, that you have a greater sense, an expanded experience of your true self. That one purpose to allow you to experience your true self. You are in God and God in you. And from that to live a generous life from infinite source. So that's the intention. That's what we're setting as how we be. How we be and who we be. It's about true self and the revelation of saying. So this is truly an adventure in faith. Now for some, if we had a room full of people and this was several years ago and we were only meeting in person, then it would be okay if some people just kind of raised their fingers and tipped out. Because it's quite possible that everyone has not come to be in touch with their true self that that's not what they're seeking. This isn't it. And I'm not saying that you must. I'm simply saying if you hang out here, that's what we're about. And so this is an opportunity for folks to get on board, to choose, and, and to determine always we give you options. Get into the deep end of the pool or just call people at the pool house. You know, you could be anywhere on the continuum where you want to play. And what we're offering, and I want to remind you that summer school was that as well. You know, we, I, if anything, someone years ago said I was a serial preacher. 
And I didn't know that. I hadn't, that wasn't like my claim to fame. That wasn't how I saw me. But as I began to watch me and listen to me, I realized that there's some truth of that. So if you recall, we actually began right after Easter as we were moving towards the ascension. We were looking at those, those last days between the um, crucifixion and the resurrection. We were looking at what were the disciples come apostles, what were they being taught? What were they being introduced to? And by sense, it's, it was their true self. It was the truth about the divine. It was the truth about God in and as them, each one of them, so that they were empowered to be in the world in a new way, a way that accounted for personal responsibility, for being, each one taking responsibility for being their true self, knowing the truth about who they are, and somebody would say whose they are, which really changes it. See, you, you may not know what I'm talking about. But there's a moment when you, when you realize, even if, watch this, even if you are watching in the, I want to say in the material realm, where individuals who have been adopted, when they find the birth family, there is something, now regardless of the details of it, there is something that they have almost so consistently that I have noticed there is something about those individuals now realizing from whence they've come. Now, they've had loving families, and many of them start with that. Oh, I already have a mother and father. You know, I was raised in a way, and I'm grateful for them, and I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that or have them feel some kind of way. And at the same time, they have a listening. They have a listening from from which they've come. And it doesn't mean that they then go off to be with them, but this uh, information, this awareness, oh, I'm trying to say something, y'all, that this awareness of from whence I've come, whose am I? And once they determine that, whether they hang out with that family or not is not the point. The point is that they now can connect the dots and that frees a whole aspect of their being because they are now free to know from whence they've come. So when we discern on the, in the spiritual realm from whence we've come, whose we are, who I am, and whose I am, we get to have the same experience of that connection. So during our summer of shift, well, now we're just about, you know, in a couple of weeks, three weeks, we'll be in the fall of shift. So I just want to remind you that this is, we not go tie a bow on the summer of shift and then close it down. We're going to continue because the, the four pivots are real for us. This is where we are reimagining justice and we're reimagining ourselves 
our connectedness, our belonging. And that matters. In the four pivots, Dr. Sean Jinwright says that we need a fundamental shift in our values. A pivot in how we think, how we act, how we work, how we connect, how we see ourselves. We need to shift a lot of that. How do we know? Because we see the world we're creating. The world we've created as in the past. And we see that we continue to feed it in a sense. Feed me, see, Laura. It's... Can you see that unintentionally we've gotten ourselves into a bit of a pickle where we are feeding exactly what we don't want? We are feeding it with our consciousness. We are feeding it with our fear. We're feeding it with our energy. When I say our fear, what I mean is our energetic presence. Every time we buy into it, every time we respond in fear, every time our energy is attached to, directed to what we don't want. Little shop of horrors. Right there up close. We've got to change who we be, how we interact in the world. I'm going to take us back to Revelation 21 and 1. And I saw a new heavens. And I love that, that and I don't know that I have ever paused to um, remind us that this is plural. I saw new possibilities. I saw new ways to, to solve existing problems. I saw the newness that's available to all of us. I saw new heavens and a new earth. The manifestation of that, the demonstration of that, the outpicturing of the new heavens, the new ideas, the visions, the visualizations. Yes? And in order, this is important, in order for me to entertain the new heaven and the new earth, I cannot simultaneously entertain the new and the old. So it says, and the old, the former, had departed. It had passed away, which is a way of saying I let it go. I released it. And that isn't necessarily a, a, an act, what, what do I want to say? It, it, that could be more passive. It could be more more. By intentionality, it doesn't mean I picked it up and I threw it or I packed it up and I, I let it go. I allowed it. Sometimes, just somebody told me recently that the sun is a disinfectant. And it was in the context of allowing something to be exposed. And just let the... Let it be exposed to the sun. Let it be exposed and let it just pass away. Does that make sense? If I, were, if I say it that way to you, so you just, your work could just be to allow it to be exposed. Allow it to be out there. Just leave it. 
and then watch it evaporate. Watch it be transformed. Watch it dry up. Yes. And the see, the confusion about who I am and whose I am and why I'm here and, and why that happened to me. Lord knows we can whine. Why me, Lord? And somebody say, why not you? Why not you exactly? In the human dilemma, why not you? Of all of the possibilities of what could happen and to whom, who exactly were you going to pick? Who had you decided could better go through this strife and strain when the opportunity for most of us is on the other side, we come out wiser? We come out more aware. Behold, I make all things new. <laughs> There's a transformation that is taking place right now in each and every one of us who is willing to have it take place. It's not magic. None of this is. Nothing's happening to you or will happen to you by force from the universe. This, I, I hope you're getting that. This is about you. You're going to have to deal yourself in. You're going to have to buy in. You're going to have to be willing to have all things new happen in your life. It's true. Behold, I make all things new. But only if you let me. <laughs> only if you give me sufficient space mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Only if you give me enough space. The divine, I think, is saying to us, you know, I'm, I'm anthropomorphizing the, the divine, acting as if it's in conversation with you, but often that's the way we experience it. Is in our, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. Show me the way. What am I to do? How am I to do it? I know I must change my thinking. If I want my life to change, I know, and this may be a surprise for some of you, that our lives are a reflection, an outpicturing of our thinking. Not the thought of, I wish I'd win the lotto. With no ticket. Not that thought. That thought is not doing anything but kind of wasting space. But those repetitive thoughts, those thoughts of on the, on the, on the um, less productive, those thoughts that are fear-based, those thoughts that for some of us who grew up maybe with uh, attacks on our character or, or perception of, of who we are, if you grew up that way, you may have come to do that to you. When whoever used to do it, they could be dead and gone. Have moved away, not even thinking about you. But you have picked it up as a habit of filling in for whoever your abuser was. Emotional abuse, verbal abuse. Is this making sense? So there's nobody but us who's saying it anymore. Oh, you'll never, you'll never get that right. They'll never accept you. Why should I even put in the application? 
Why should I even call? They're not going to pick me. They're not even going to answer. I'm not going to get anybody. All of those things that we say, often if we trace them back, they were programmed in a sense. But we have continued the programming. There's no external programming going on any longer. We are doing it. But we are empowered to change that by changing our thinking. Remember, I offered you the affirmation that I have been using, I see the angel of God in every change. Now, let's be clear. This is not a mountaintop teaching. So I've come to you in the process. Sometimes I have to think, now, what was that? What am I supposed to be saying? And fortunately, I say it enough so that it comes back to me. But I have to catch myself. Now, here's the thing. You won't always catch yourself. Sometimes you will be in the victim zone, and if you don't catch yourself, there's nothing you can do because this is conscious work. Until you have programmed it in your subconscious. So if you don't awaken to realize, oh my goodness, this is simply change. And what I see, I decided that in every change, I see the angel of God. In every change. That's how I do it. Now, I'm saying that because that hasn't been true for me. If that's already true for you, you don't need to say this. Here's another affirmation that you could be working. But if you are akin to me in the sense that I was fighting change because, because, you know, I don't really know why. Because I could. It didn't look like what I thought I wanted. But I've lived long enough to know that if I only got what I thought looked like what I wanted, I'd be in trouble. Now, youngins don't understand that. But y'all not that young. So there ought to be an immediate understanding of this. That we move beyond what I call living from our taste buds. You know, I'm not going to say some candy, some sweet, whatever it is you like, a little liquor, whatever it is. In moderate, but... You can't just have that all the time because you like it. Not if health and well-being is your intention. Now, if just, just being grown so you can have that. When, remember when we were children? We all knew when I get grown, I'm having candy for breakfast. Well, that's not what I do. I could because I'm grown. But I don't because I have good sense. And so likewise, there are some other thoughts that when we defer to what? An intention of developing our true self. There's some stuff we're not going to do. Habitual though it may be. We will change our mind about that behavior. Because we have a different intention. 
I, I have an intention of somehow peeping. I hope y'all understand peeping. <laughs> peeping. Maybe you can't see the angel. But you might be able to peep it. I peep the angel of God in every change. I may not be able to see it fully and interact, but I could peep it. I know that's you in there. In fact, I'm not even sure, but I'm declaring something's in this change, and I'm declaring it's the angel of God. Now, when I say the angel of God, I don't have to change my life to now believe in the entire realm of angels and all that that includes. I don't even have to have an opinion of that. That's just what I'm calling it. Because I am saying it's a message from God. Get your own little wording together. Do not, see, let me just pick off the ones right off the top. Who, when I say that word, you can't hear nothing else for the rest of the talk. Because that word was spoken and you got issues with that word. May I offer? that that's happening nowhere but in you. And it is keeping you from your good. That's all that it's doing. It is what you use, because you're not just using it with me. You're using it everywhere where when folks say something you don't like or you don't quite understand or whatever, you just shut down. Well, you're not going to get to the true self. Some of us, when we were <laughs> in, in, back in, in public schools, if you didn't get the work done, you might have to repeat that grade. I'm just saying. So look, <laughs> that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> look at here. Um, this idea of changing your thinking is to me right out of Romans 12 and 2 where certain versions of it, and I believe this is from the Prashita, says that do not imitate this world. <laughs> That's not going to get you to your true self. So don't start modeling your life on, well, I don't know about in your household, but my mother told me right away that she didn't need to hear nothing about what nobody else's mother was doing. <laughs> but they, mm, they don't live here. They not, I'm not raising them. So do not imitate this world, meaning what you see outpictured. Because that already is. Our intention is to have something different. Now, let me be clear. If what's in the world is, a, if that's rocking your boat, then go on with that. If that, if you look at the world and you're like, you know what? I just need more of this exactly like it is. Then you're excused because I'm not talking to you. You got a different get down. You got a different thing happening and it's working for you. I'm talking to me 
and those folks who have a vision for it being different, for a different experience. And if that is what is awakened in you, if you're like, you know, I want to experience my true self. I want to live in a world from a place of peace, from a place of joy, yes, then I'm talking to you. We have some opportunities to begin by saying, I'm not going to find it out there. The model for how to be is not in the problem. In a warring world, the warring world is not going to teach you how to be peace. So it has to be, don't imitate the world. Be transformed by the renovation, or often it says the renewing of your mind. And whichever word you use, when you synthesize it is change your mind. Renovate it. Renew it, change it. Yes. Because in the change, this is where I tie it back to Revelations. In the change, Romans 12 says, you shall distinguish what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, in that place, I see a new heaven. In fact, I see a lot of them. Lot of new heavens, lot of options that I could not see before. It's not, this is not magic. They did not just appear. It's that I can now see them. This isn't the only place in life where once somebody points it out to you, once you start meditating, once you get in touch with being still, you have access. Oh, I got to tie. Oh, come on, y'all. Now look. Dr. Sean says that a pivot is but a small change. Start there. Start with the pivot. Start with just the shift. Don't. See, sometimes we try to, what did folks used to say? Bite off more than we could chew. We just, we can't possibly handle all of that. So start with the pivot. I love that. Start with the small shift. Start where you can. And ultimately, we'll get to where we want to be if we don't quit. If we don't faint, as Scripture might say. If we don't wear ourselves out in thinking about what it will require of us. Oh, I'm trying. I'm doing my best this morning. I really am. Because look, in truth, there is only love. Part of the lyric that that um, Michael Gott wrote with that is that in this moment, in this place, I remember who I am. We were talking true self. We're talking a level of awareness, letting fear and worry fall away from me. Get thee behind me. I open my eyes and see what? That there is only love. A new heaven. There is only love. Can you imagine? You know, sometimes we, we hear, um, oh, Lord, I've been up here longer than I intended. Um, sometimes we hear of people who, who uh, have had maybe a stroke 
and neurologically something has happened and there's a, a new awareness, or maybe they've had amnesia, they've had some inciting incident that has left them very receptive to the divine. And they realize in a way, they don't have to, what happens here, for them, at least this is how it appears to me, that what has been removed is the struggle for release of the BS means belief system. <laughs> so they, a lot of us have to struggle with letting go of what doesn't work. But sometimes when they've been through that experience, they don't struggle with the let go. They are absolutely available to the divine in a way just like none of that happened. Yes. This idea of seeing, from Revelation 21, seeing a new heaven and thus having that focus demonstrate new earth, new experience, new material, new effect, new cause, a new cause, new effect. Y'all can get that, yes? Okay, so look. So I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I saw, I see God in every situation. This notion of seeing the angel of God in every change is what we're working on is expanding our ability to discern, to discern the divine, yes? So this idea of seeing God where the problem seems to be. And change is not a problem, but sometimes it looks like it is. Not for any particular reason, because it's change. It ain't the way it was. It's not the way I'm used to it being. That is sufficient unto itself. So this idea that I'm offering you is to see God, where we formally saw the problem, the challenge, the opportunity, the call it anything you want, but do your best to discern the divine in it. And part of the practice for that is to think about the divine, the living one, the strong one, God, the all in all, the creative principle, instead of the problem, the challenge, the opportunity by any name. Is this making sense? Okay, so that's our call. But look here, not everybody, you know, if I said, okay, who does that well? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure that people would hop up and run forward, pick me. But look, I, I, I want to help you see you through new eyes. Change your thinking, your sense of who you are, and you transform your life. So I know that for some people, and this has always been the case in the entire history of heart and soul, we lose the attention of individuals when we say, let's sit still whether we call it meditation, or it don't matter what we call it. 
That doesn't fool people. <laughs> you understand? Centering, meditation, stillness, whatever you call it. They realize that they're going to be left with them in the silence of their own thoughts, and they're not having that. So some people in response to that will say, I can't do that. But they're not aware that we do it all the time. So I want to give you some examples because it's not as different as, as we sometimes make it out to be. When impeachment hearings were on, regardless of the subject, you know, across any year, start with Nixon, whatever, wherever you want to go, there are those folks who were so focused on that that that's what they thought about, what they read about, what they talked about. They meditated on impeachment. Okay, but watch this. Oh, yes, there you go. Day and night, night and day. Now, <laughs> in Psalms 1, it says pray. You know, be still, be about what we're talking about, getting in touch with true self day and night, night and day. And that transforms everything. There were those folks, I remember, there was a time because if you, you know, I would watch tennis if Vanessa and Serena were, Vanessa, Venus, I tried to combine the names and made me up something. There we go. Venus or Serena were playing. And that would mean sometimes I'd have to set my alarm depending upon where they were playing. It would be broadcast, but you'd sleep through it. You'd miss it if you didn't. So you'd plug in. And then whatever the outcome was, we'd talk about it for the next, oh, I don't know, three months. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, depending because they were transforming tennis as any of us had known it. The look of it, the feel of it, all the things. So we meditated on the Williams sisters and their tennis playing. Yeah, yeah. We do that with sports. There are folks in my life who are all about baseball, Giants fans. And it just, the stats, I mean, I, I can't relate, but when you hear people, they'll meet each, total strangers. But they're no longer strangers once they get those stats exchanged. We have seen the transformation from total stranger to drinking buddies to best BFFs now around the games, be it football, pick something. We see it. That is a form of meditation because what is meditation but focused attention? So we know how to do it. We know how to focus on a thing. What's the term I want? so that nothing else can even get in, to exclusion. Focus on a thing to exclusion. And then we say, I can't meditate. Yeah, you can. You just, I see you doing it. I see you meditating. 
on how you not going to do that, on how you're not going to be inclusive, on how you, whatever it is, yes? Okay. Ooh, I, sometimes I miss when we could do like a little Q&A or something because this, is, this little part right here is essential for us to really get that we are meditating. We're just not meditating on the divine. We're meditating on whether he going to call. Whether she going to say yes. Whether they going to come. You, old folks called it ruminating. But it's the same. It's an energetic focus to the exclusion of all other thoughts. So this is where our true self is revealed in that kind of focus on the divine. I see a new heaven and a new earth. I see the divine in this. Y'all are wearing me out by not, you know, by just by being here, I guess. I don't know, because you're not, you know, let me just, I don't know what it is, because... <laughs> I just, I mean, this is like, we're, we're right there. We're, we're like, we're in it. Even now. In uh, Dr. Sean, in The Four Pivots, in the chapter entitled Flow, he says that in truth, when we unplug from frenzy, and I'm going to say that what he means is when we release and let go. But what is unplugging from frenzy? But releasing it, letting it go. You know, he didn't know how to do our language. This is kind of what I think we're going to be going through, is looking at the four pivots and tying it to the principles that we endeavor to, practice, to study and practice ourselves. Yes? Because I see in his work, our work, but we're going to have to do a little work so we can see the new heaven and the new earth. But we're up to it, yes? All right. So look, here's the, here's the thing then. If what we must do is to first unplug from the frenzy, to release and let go, he says that when we do that, we pivot to a more sustainable form of deep change. Flow, he says, comes from the conscious, from, sorry, flow comes from consciousness, resulting from sustained enjoyment and effortless focus on goodness. This isn't ruminating on whatever comes to your mind. This is what sustained focus on good. Good is another name for God. God is good. But pick something. Don't get tied up in the word. Love is another word for God. Peace is. Joy is. Yes. So it's an Effortless focus, like the folks who know all the stats on Willie Mays, still. 
comparing that to bonds, comparing that to, you know, some of the youngins who are playing now and wearing the game out. They do that with ease. They, they don't break a sweat. And likewise, we can. What if we were as well-versed about the divine as they are about the stats on golf or football or basketball or baseball or chess? I don't care. What if we were that invested that we could just, not for anyone else, but for our own edification, just rattle off about the divine until you just, your throat got dry. I'm just suggesting. But in the meantime, what I know for sure is that as Ricky Byers wrote, I release and I let go. And when I do that, what am I doing simultaneously? I'm letting spirit run my life. In my releasing and letting go, I'm no longer living by my taste buds. I'm letting spirit run my life. What? My heart is open wide. Yeah, you're right. I'm only here for love. I'm only here for good. I'm only here for peace. I'm only here for joy. I'm only here for prosperity. I'm only here for the divine. That brings us to treatment, to our closing treatment. And what I will do from time to time is to use a prayer that someone else has written. And sometimes I adapt it, often, always, now that I think about it. There's something that I've done to make it mine in the process. And so this treatment is written by uh, Dr. Emmett Fox. And so I will be sharing that with you now. There is one life. Just breathe that in. The awareness that there is only one. One life, one love, one breath, one life, one. One. God is infinite life. God is boundless love. God is infinite intelligence. God is unfathomable wisdom. God is unspeakable beauty. God is the unchanging principle of perfect good. God is the soul of humanity. I am the image and likeness of God. I have the power of the word. When I speak this word, it goes forth and cannot return void. It accomplishes the thing whereunto I send it. 
this word goes forth charged with the power of God, the living one, the strong one. Now I, Andriette, speak this word. I invoke the power of the healing Christ, and I say that the full power of God is now awakened in me, filling my soul with peace, life, and joy. God is light, and that light fills my soul. My soul is like the burning bush that burned with the power of God and was not consumed. There are no dark corners left. No complexes or neuroses, no fears no, or doubts. No old dark things. God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. God is life, and that life builds every cell in my body. The tide of divine life sweeps through my body, sweeping out any toxins, anything foreign that should not be there. It reforms, it recreates, it regenerates every organ and tissue and charges it with divine life. I claim that the peace of God surrounds me and fills me to overflowing. That peace goes with me as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. I dwell in that peace, health, and harmony. I claim that the power of God goes before me and makes my path straight. It opens my way for true prosperity, for freedom, and for unlimited spiritual growth. I claim that God is bringing into my life the right people whom I can be of service to and who can help me, and that those who wish me ill will simply fade out of my life and prosper elsewhere. I claim that all God is, is now working to move me into my true place. The outer thing is but a picture. And the power of God is changing that picture now and moving me into my true and right place. One presence, one power, one mind, one God, one law. One element, I am a part of this divine presence, and in this presence I dwell forever and ever. I believe that according to my faith, it is done unto me. Oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for this word. I give thanks for Dr. Emmett Fox. I give thanks for Dr. Sean Jenright. I give thanks for Heart and Soul Center of Light. I give thanks for knowing that this word is power-filled and powerful. And that it is apt. I give thanks that I know and I know that I know that it is not possible for it to return void. I know it must 
return fulfilled. And for this too, I am grateful. So it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I simply let go. That I let go and release this word into the perfect activity of law. That I accept it as so. I declare that it's done and done well in the divine realm. I see a new heaven and a new earth. And this is made manifest now and forevermore. Please join me in saying, and so it is. Ashe. Amen. Love matters.